When people speak about Christ coming to earth the first time, they usually talk about how He came. But the great emphasis of Scripture is on why He came. Today, we examine the purpose statements found throughout the Gospel records. Each of them help us to understand more about Jesus. Join Scott Pauley now as we open the Bible and gain a fresh glimpse of the Lord. One of the great marvels of the Lord Jesus Christ's life was that he who was the greatest, the highest, the best, made himself the lowest. That, that's backwards from our thinking. That is not the way this world operates. And yet, that's why Jesus came. I call your attention today to two scriptures, parallel passages, one in Matthew and the other in Mark, and they say the exact same thing. Let me read the verses to you. Mark chapter 20, excuse me, Matthew chapter 20 and verse number 28, Jesus says, Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and to give his life a ransom for many. And then listen to Mark chapter 10 and verse number 45. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Now, there are two parts to both of these verses. We'll come back to the second part in our next study in giving his life a ransom for many. But in this study, let's just start with the first part because the Bible says in both Matthew chapter 20, verse number 28, and Mark chapter 10, verse number 45, in Jesus' own words that this is why Jesus came he came not to be ministered unto, but to minister. Frankly, most people on earth live their entire life hoping that someone will minister to them. We, we've made it all about us. You know why? Because we're sinners. And sin at its root is selfishness. We want our way. We want people to cater to us. Uh, we want people to, to minister to us. And uh, yet, when the Lord Jesus came, he didn't come seeing what kind of comfort he could get or convenience he could get or how he could use people or what they could give to him. Instead, he turned it inside out and upside down, and Jesus said, I've come for one reason, and it is this. I've come to minister to you. I have come to be your servant. I, I must tell you, this blows my mind. To think of God stooping down in the dirt, ministering to a sinner woman. To think of God in human flesh on his knees, girded with a towel, washing the feet of his disciples. To think of God ministering to a lowly sinner like me or like you. And yet, this is why Jesus came. He came as a minister. We use that expression mostly for pastors or for preachers. But in Scripture, the word minister is not reserved for those with a full-time calling uh, to minister the word, but rather to a way of life for all of God's children. The context of the text, the, the story behind this scripture uh, is that Jesus is speaking to his disciples, to all of his followers. You see, the Lord wants all of his followers to be ministers, all of his followers to be servants. People want to follow Jesus. They just don't want to serve. Uh, they want to, to be close to Christ. They just don't want to be ministers. But if you're going to follow in his steps, then you're going to have to become like the Lord Jesus, and he came not to be ministered unto, but to minister. He came for others. Read Philippians chapter 2. It's the 
It's the commentary on what we're talking about today. This is the mind of Christ for others. Someone wrote, uh, others, Lord, yes, others, let this my motto be, help me live for others that I might live like thee. Well, that beautifully expresses uh, what we ought to pray when we look at this mission of Christ. Uh, someone came back and facetiously rewrote that poem, by the way, uh, to these words, others, Lord, yes, others, let this their motto be, let others live for others so all may live for me. Now, that's how most people live, isn't it? Uh, this, in fact, was the problem among the disciples in these two passages. Now, the disciples had been having a little conversation. You know your mouth tells on your heart. You know that, right? And uh, sometimes uh, our mouths get us in trouble. And in the passage here, uh, James and John's mother uh, had come and had asked the Lord Jesus if he would allow James and John to be so close in his kingdom that they could sit on the right hand and on the left hand. Remember, uh, these disciples were always conversing about who the greatest was going to be, who the chief was going to be, who was going to really be in charge. And now, even Mama gets in on the conversation. So now even James and John's mother, and I think the uh, motive perhaps was sincere in her heart. She wanted the best for her children. Uh, but, you know, sometimes what we think is best is not always what God thinks is best. And so they're having this discussion, and in the midst of it, the other disciples, the ten, heard it, and they got pretty aggravated. The Bible says they were moved with indignation against the two brethren. That sounds about right, doesn't it? When two want to be in charge or somebody wants to be chief, then everybody else starts arguing and saying, why should they get to be in charge? Why should they get that privilege? Why can't I have that? And Jesus decided to hold class. Now, the Lord Jesus decided to take this as an opportunity to teach them something. And so let me read to you the verses that lead up to our text. In Matthew chapter 20, verse number 25, But Jesus called them unto him and said, Ye know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them, and they that are great exercise authority upon them. But it shall not be so among you. But whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. Whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Hold on to your seat, dear listener. This passage is not just a revelation, it is an application. Now, this passage, this verse, is not just for us to know something about Jesus, it is for us to do something in our own lives Jesus is using himself here as an illustration of a truth that the disciples had to learn and live. He's using himself as the, the perfect example, as he was in all things, of the life that all followers of Christ are supposed to be living. And what is it that we're not supposed to live like everybody else in this world lives? The whole world, how do they live? He, he tells us. He said, the princes of the Gentiles are all about exercising dominion. Uh, the great ones, they think, they call themselves the great ones, exercise authority. In other words, it's all about who they get to be over. Jesus said it's not about who you're over, it's about who you're under. We're all servants of God, and as the servants of God, we should find out what the Master wants us to do and make that our mission. And as the servants of God, yes, we should be ministering one to another. It's always Interesting to me to hear people talk to refer to themselves as people serving the Lord, but they never serve anybody else. And yet the great spiritual application here, Jesus says, is if you're going to serve God like I'm serving God, if you're going to do the will of God like I'm doing the will of God, if you're going to be and fulfill your purpose like I'm 
fulfilling my purpose on this earth, then you're going to have to learn to serve. You're going to have to learn to minister. Do you see how the great why in Jesus' life starts to give some light and insight into the great why in our lives? How the great motive in the life of Christ must become the great motive in our life. I think we all should do two things today. First, I think we should thank the Lord Jesus for being a minister. Aren't you glad he ministers? Oh, thank you, Jesus, for that. That he would serve us, that he would serve the will of the Father and in doing so minister to the needs of humanity. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Then we must go beyond thanks to prayer. And we must say to our great God, Dear Lord, make us that kind of servant. Dear Lord, make me that kind of minister today. Would you pray today that God will help you to obey him and consider others? That God will make you a real minister. That God will help you live by the divine why. Not to be ministered unto, but to minister. Because that is why Jesus came. If you do not know Christ in a personal way, you can come to know Him today. Call on Him now in faith and ask Him to be your Savior. We would love to hear from you about your decision for Christ and help to answer any questions you have. You can communicate with us and find other helpful resources for studying the Bible at enjoyingthejourney.org. Remember, that as surely as Jesus came the first time, He is coming again. Until next time, may God help you to enjoy the journey with Jesus. Jesus.